Hi, and welcome to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I'm your host, Tori, and I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss the importance of strong community and how to establish and navigate it in our adult lives. We kick back, relax, and I pick their brains about their experiences with community in some pretty unique and interesting seasons of life. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Well, hello, everyone. I'm here today with my friend, Heather Myers. She's one of my besties here in Denver, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun in this episode. Heather, do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. (laughs) So I like to start each episode with two fun facts about my guests, and I haven't shared these with Heather yet. (laughs) I'm nervous. Um, So we'll have to see what she thinks of the facts that I chose. But okay, here we go. So fun fact number one is that Heather was a major show choir lady back in the day. Yes. She um, actually met her high school sweetheart, Cody, doing show choir as Belle. And who did he play in Beauty and the Beast? Wait, he was the clock. Oh, he was the clock. We actually met in Cinderella. Oh! But then we had Beauty and the Clock the next year. I need to really, like, (laughs) fact-check my own facts before No, no, that's good. That's that's the pictures you've seen of the Beauty and the Clock. That's right. I forgot that he's the clock. That is just the best. Um, Anyway, so Heather knows a lot about music. I do. She's, like, a trained singer, and she's actually, like, very good at it. Uh, making me blush. Don't ask me to sing anything, please. No, no, no. We won't do that. That's not okay. what kind of podcast this is. Um, anyway, she just she knows a lot about the world of music that um, many, many people just do not know about. And that's very impressive to me. Thank you. Thank Fun you. fact number two is that Heather is a jump rope queen. It is like... <laughs> I do love jump roping. It is her main form of exercise. Yes. Yes. Um, she even has Fancy jump ropes. Yes, they're weighted. (laughs) Weighted jump ropes. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. Um, Anyway, those are my two fun facts. (laughs) Warm us up a little bit. Those are good. Those are good ones. Sweet. Perfect. Um, I was going to say that you also love Sonic, but I was like, that's kind of a lame one. Oh, I do love Sonic. Yeah. Yes. Homegirl loves her Sonic. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's Heather. She's the best. She's one of my closest friends here. And I would love it if you would just tell the people a little bit about yourself. And since this episode is going to be all about um, how when you're in a job that you really hate or dislike, how that can impact your community, tell us about the time in your life um, when you dislike your job and tell us what you're doing now. Um, Yeah. So like Tori said, I'm Heather Myers. I am born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. So if you hear any slight accent. That is where that's from. Um, And I've been in Denver for about five years, almost five years now, with my husband. Um, And I've gone through three jobs uh, before I landed on the one that I'm most happy with now. She's very good at. Praise the Lord. Um, But yeah, I guess I'll just start from the beginning, kind of my story of my of my job and just having a hard time um, started when we moved out here in, let's see, what year was that? 2016. So we got married, went on our honeymoon, and then the day after we got back from our honeymoon, we drove out to Denver. And uh, had I'd been to Colorado a couple times, but like never really to Denver, and that's where we just decided we wanted to try things out and live. We had no jobs, which was like 
I was so dumb. Like, why did we do that? But very unlike you two. Very <laughs> unlike. I was just like blinded by love. I was like, sure, let's get married and go wherever. Great, <laughs> sounds great. Um, and so yeah, so I found myself like just recently graduated college with a music ed degree um, in Denver, Colorado, with my husband and my dog and literally nobody else. And yeah. um, I had no job. <laughs> so like good times. You know, yeah. So. Good times. I would not suggest. Uh, thankfully, the Lord protected me through all of that. But yes. um, yeah, so then started looking for stuff. Um, like I said, I had a music ed degree. Um, and so my goal was to be a music teacher. That's what I, I, I just grew up doing music. So I said, okay, that's what I want my degree to be in because um, I just loved it. And um, so obviously pursued the degree and you know did my student teaching and was kind of ready to go but now I'm in this different state where my license isn't even <laughs> valid here so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do while I'm trying to get a job a music teacher job mm-hmm. in the public school system right um and so I land at a preschool which is great I I mean I love kids love little kids um <laughs> but they were hiring for a kindergarten teacher mm. um and I went in and interviewed, and I was like, I just you know need to make some money, and at least I have a, some form of an education degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they hired me that day. Like <laughs> I went in the interview, and I remember I went to the dog park and like got a call, and they were like, Hey, we'd love to give you the job. And so, did you even feel qualified? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I taught kindergarten with a music education degree. Mm-hmm. So no. <laughs> um, and had. Uh, I would say there was, like, there was support there, and teachers were helpful, but it wasn't a super, like, um, I don't know. I had no training in this, and so it was kind of hard to just be thrown into it, and no one right. was really like, here's how we teach kindergarten and stuff. Yeah. There's a curriculum that I followed, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was challenging because I didn't have the degree. And, or, or just the training in that. And so all of a sudden I was like 22 years old in charge of like 12 kindergartners and like newly married with no friends and had to like drive like a short bus, like field trips. And I'm also moving from a teeny tiny, well, you know, Jackson's the capital, but it feels teeny tiny town compared to Denver. I can speak to it. I've been there. Right. It's it's not the biggest place in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And so just so much overwhelming and... I don't think necessarily, like, that job was just the worst inherently, but I think just my situation, and plus the job without being, having, like, the needed experience for it just made me yeah. feel really, really miserable. It sounds like you didn't have support, like, within the job, you didn't have the friends, like, you didn't yeah. have the community established yet, so you were just lacking support oh, yeah. all around. Well, I remember, <laughs> I remember... Like, getting the job, and this was, like, probably two or three months after we'd already been here. Oh, okay. Um, so I was searching for a while for a yeah. job. And I remember um, meeting the previous kindergarten teacher. She was kind of helping me transition into the role. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, I mean, my parents' age or older. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I'd been chatting with her all day, obviously, and, like, doing that. And I remember going to the bathroom and being, like, just, like, taking, like, a breather for a second and being, like, well, I, I guess she's my friend. Like, I remember that. And that, there's nothing wrong with having friends no. your parents' age. But it was just, like, it was a very, it was kind of a sad realization. Yeah, that like, like, I hadn't, like, had, like, friend. a deep conversation or, a, like, 
anything else than just like saying hi to someone at the grocery store like Mm -hmm. in those Mm -hmm. few months right and then like this lady that I barely know I'm like well is she my friend I remember like (laughs) is this what a friend is yeah (laughs) and so yeah it was just hard and I I dealt already with like a lot of anxiety in college just um Mm -hmm. I think just around just like transition stuff and like being in a new space and then just like putting so much pressure on myself with um just trying to make the best grades and stuff. So I'd already started, I'd already dealt with that then. And then it just was only like, uh, it came back to a head during this. Yeah, so, most definitely. Yeah. So it was like so hard. I just remember coming home, like crying almost every day and just being like mm-hmm. to my husband, like, I, I love you and you are so enough. Like, mm-hmm. and you are my best friend, but I'm like, I miss my family and I miss my friends and I don't like my job. And mm-hmm. like, this is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And and we didn't have a church at that time either, which mm-hmm. I had always grown up in a church. And right. So that was really hard too. Yeah, you um, didn't really have any form of community in your life at all. And exactly. It was just you and Cody and your new friend at work. And my new. You weren't sure, yeah. you know, is necessarily uh, who you imagined yourself having community with. Exactly. In adulthood. Imagine is like the best thing because it was like I was. I had pictured all these things before we had moved to this new place of what my life would be like. And right. It, and nothing looked like what yeah. it would. And I I guess I was just so used to, I guess, coming from college where you just, like, I joined a sorority and, like, it's easy to make friends that yeah, way. Yeah, it's or, handed like, to you in so many ways. I had friends in the music department that yeah. I, could, I was always with, and we were all going through the same things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, you're obviously, like, you find your group that does, you know, the same thing. <clears throat> we're show choir kids. <laughs> um, Lumiere, wherever yeah, you're at. yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm a theater nerd. But, yeah, then you just, like, get thrown out into the real world. And you're like, what the heck? How do I – how do I – I'm miserable every day. And I – my poor husband has to hear it all the time. Like, it would be great if there was, like, a girlfriend going through this. Or, like, just a friend that I could tell something to. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, I'd say things kind of, like, took a turn for the better – when um, we finally found our church, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we got connected in a crazy way and um, through actually just past community from my parents. It was my parents' friends that um, had moved out here to help us start this church. Oh, and yeah. they had reached out to, um, my mom had reached out to her and was like, hey, Heather and Cody are looking for a church. And mm-hmm. um, like, would you invite them to come? And um, I think the biggest turning point was when we went to the church and first of all, I was like, immediately we're like, okay, this, these are like our people I can already tell. And like, even though right. it was a small church plan, I was like, I can tell these are like people that I would love to do life with. Right. But I think the turning point was when I went to the community group mm-hmm. for the first night. Um, because I definitely, I was like, we, we drove straight from work and we were, we lived like 30 minutes North of the city when we moved right. here. And so I had driven straight from work, probably a horrible day. I probably cried the whole way down. And then I, uh, I'm much better now, but I, and I don't know if I'm much better, but I'm better now about being a little bit more vulnerable, but definitely was not then. Um, and so I probably cried the whole way down, like wiped my tears, like touched up my makeup, like a good Mm -hmm. Southern girl and like walked into, Mm -hmm. um, into a community group. And I sat there, I remember exactly the seat I sat in. 
I remember I did not say one word mm-hmm. through the whole discussion. Yeah, but scary. I, yeah, well, I was just like, I I was just so not okay, mm-hmm. but I didn't want anyone to know that, right. you know, because I, I thought I needed to have this, like, cleaned up version of myself mm-hmm. to to bring to these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously not the case, but I, I it's what I thought. And so I remember sitting there yeah. listening to the whole thing, and then... I cried through the whole prayer time, like, and it is sad, it's really sad, but it it turns good, don't worry, (laughs) but I cried through the whole prayer time, because I was just like, I'm just so not okay, and then wiped my tears, like, smile on my face, small chat, and then left, Um, and, but we kept going back. You know, it's like, and it's hard to start kind of in, start finding community because it's like so awkward at first. And like, I don't know, maybe it's not that way for everybody, but I would definitely classify myself as more of an introvert than an extrovert Mm -hmm. and more of like a small group, like a small core group of people. That's how I I used to classify myself. I, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a ton of friends. I want to have this small core that like just knows me. And um, so yeah, I think it was like hard to kind of like open up, but we just kept we just kept going back yeah, and kept right. meeting people. Right. And then all of a sudden, I, I felt a part of this of this group. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was men and women, but we would split off a lot into, you know, the girls and the guys. And, like, mm-hmm. we would just be honest and we would just pray for each other. And, um, yeah, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, I think I do have, like, friends. And I do have a community I can right. lean on. And I started being honest with how I felt. And then, mm-hmm. like, they started praying for me. Right. And, like, things yeah. started you changing. Got the support that you yeah. needed. Yeah. Exactly. So I just felt, even though my situation wasn't better, um, I, I still was, we were living still so far away from everyone and, like, mm-hmm. still was in a job I didn't like. My husband was a job he didn't like. Right. But it it just started to feel like I had some people in my corner. Right. Um, which just made a world of a difference. Absolutely. You know, of just like being from like isolation into community. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though things weren't better, like something felt different and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that, I think it just started like a group of people praying for me and my situation and like Mm -hmm. that I could still then I'm trying to pursue, you know, a job in the public school system Mm -hmm. doing, teaching music. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and so, yeah, not that the situation changed, but just, like, kind of the circumstances around it. Right. And even that just made it feel just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like, it took me saying, like, guys, I'm not okay, and, like, right. I'm struggling, and and that was hard. That was really, really hard for me to, like, mm-hmm. admit that. Right. Um, but, like, once I did, it was it was amazing. Right. Um, so, yeah, so then fast forward a little bit, and... Um, my husband and I end up moving down to Denver just to be closer to everyone and to the church and to the community because mm-hmm. it's so important when you find it. It's so important when you find it, yeah. and I, I think you can still do it living thirty minutes away for sure. But mm-hmm. like, but if you, why? If you, don't if you have can to. do it like down the street, it's even better. Yeah, you know, it is for sure. Um, so yeah, so I end up leaving that job and. Um, we move into Denver, and I um, get a job, a music teacher job at a school, um, which is, of course, what I thought I wanted. A dream. <laughs> yeah, the dream. I was like, it's perfect. And right. So much on paper was perfect. I was so excited about it. Yeah. You know, prepped all summer for it, took some extra classes, so I made sure I was ready, um, and then just get, like, totally thrown into the deep. And just, 
Yeah, I was just, um, it was just a hard, yeah, just a hard situation, a hard school. Mm -hmm. And then also, I think I just, story of my life is I'm trying to drive the ship and like not listening to like what the Lord wants for me. And that's just like a whole nother set of a story we could talk about. Sure. But, yeah. Um, it, I think in the end, I just, it, it wasn't, the Lord didn't, didn't want me to be in this situation or he, well, he put me in this situation because I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the, the ways of the Lord, but <laughs> right. if I, if I had to like <laughs> guess, be like, okay, let's see what you think about driving your own ship and like, yeah. you know. Well, just like helping you to understand everything that you had idealized as the perfect right. job may not be actually the best thing for you. Exactly. Yeah. That is a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, it's hard to figure that out sometimes. You it have is. to go through it to figure it, it out. It is. And I time. think honestly, that's sometimes the Lord's kindness of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> weirdly, um, kindness of just being like, oh. I'm going to let you, I'm going to be here. I'm going to hold your hand, but like mm-hmm. you, you're going to struggle and realize how much you need me. Mm-hmm. Um, because still at that point, even though we were like so involved in the church and like all this stuff, I was like, I was still pretty like spiritually stagnant and like, um, yeah, just kind of still just master of my own ship. And, right. um, yeah. and it was just, it was just hard, like mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really hard. Um, yeah, extreme, extreme anxiety, extreme just, like, feeling like a failure every single day at this Ugh, job. Yeah. Um, it was just a hard school, too, of mm-hmm. just um, just high need. And mm-hmm. I felt like I just took it home with me, and it just yeah. consumed every ounce of me. And, mm-hmm. you know, if teachers are listening, they know that a teaching job is not 40 hours a week. It's way more than that. Right. And they expect, especially in a public school, mm-hmm. they expect so much more. Um, and I just, <laughs> I, I felt like a failure. I really did. Cause I, I had gone through my whole program. I'd worked so hard. I'd really like slaved away to like get this degree. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm here and I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, you know, I made great grades. I got the music education award and, right. you know, for school. And You're I was so set up. Right. I was, it. It, yeah, it felt like it. And then I was just like, why don't I like this? And why can't I do this? And why do I just like feel like a failure mm. um and then I still like even then would feel myself like kind of retreat back into like I want everyone to because th- because we prayed for this right my friends and I my right. community and I prayed for this job mm. and then now I gotta go back to them and say uh I hate this one too you know it's like yeah, it's like you're letting them down in a way that's what it felt like yeah but that was all a narrative I was writing in my sure head. yeah they would never think that but that's a thing that's what the devil does to you when you when you keep it quiet and you keep mm-hmm. it in the dark mm-hmm. from your community it's like he can tell you whatever he wants right. and write whatever narrative he wants and that was happening to me and I was just going and I was just spiraling out of control mm-hmm. of just like panic attacks, anxiety, Ugh, like don't yeah. want to get out of bed, like don't want to do anything else, like cry all the way to my job, stop at Sonic, of course, <laughs> after there was one on the way home. What was your order? It was it was so sad. I would just pull up and be like, give me a chili cheese tot and a diet cherry Coke, and I would just sit in the car and just like cry for oh. half an hour before I could even like head home because so sad. it was so, so sad I mean I still like I mean I have to go past the exit to the school on the way to the airport and I feel like 
it, like, you know, whenever I'm picking someone up or leaving. You shake like, a little bit. <laughs> oh, a little bit, yeah. And then finally, I feel like I'm, like, kind of, like, yeah. <laughs> over that now. But You can't taste the cheese, the chili cheese right, tots. Right, right. Now I just eat chili cheese tots because I want to. For joy. For joy, yeah. They bring me joy again, luckily. They are but, quite delicious. But, I mean, I don't know how to gain, like, so much weight that you either. Maybe that was the Lord's provision. Just panic attacks burning all the calories. <laughs> but, it, yeah, it was just dark. Um, right, yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> After, like, realizing, like, oh, my gosh, I'm falling into this pattern again of, yeah. of I'm miserable, I'm anxious, I am trying to do this alone in the dark and just with my husband, and, like, mm. it's taking a toll, a toll on him, on our marriage. Yeah. Just everything is affected. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, <laughs> thankfully I have, I, I had the, my group still, my community group yeah. of these ladies that prayed me through this first situation. Mm-hmm. That I mean I don't I don't remember the exact moment, but at some point it was like, guys I can't do it. I this this is awful too. Yeah, it's like breaking down. Right. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I guess in my mind I was gonna I thought they would be like, wow you're so weak or you're so like mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. Like what I thought this is what you wanted, and like I was right. not met with that at all. I was met with like love I was met with support I was met with text messages I was met with calls I was met with wow. people bringing like me lunch to school just to sit with me in the day and like mm-hmm. just wow that is so amazing yeah and it was it was just life-changing and mm-hmm. even though it, it didn't like I said it didn't change the circumstance of my job mm-hmm. um at all like I still was really I still was really upset. I still was really anxious still. And, like, yeah. it was still hard every day. But, like, right. bringing it onto the open, I had people saying, like, it's okay that you feel this way. And, like, mm-hmm. it's okay that this isn't the step. And let's pray for what your next one is. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just felt like I had just, like, warriors with me um, just getting through that. And it, it really yeah. did. It felt like a fight. Like, I was at one point, just, just to get through, I would... And I kind of, like, started exercising more during this time, too, because it just helped me have mental clarity. For sure. It was, like, my medicine. And so I would be, I would, like, get up. This sounds crazy. But I would, like, get up at 4.30 in the morning so I could have my quiet time. And I would go to a kickboxing class at 5. I would come shower from, like, 6 and get ready 6 to 7. And then I had to be at crosswalk duty at 7.20. So I'd, like, leave Mm -hmm. the house at 7.20. But, like, it was just things that, like, that that I needed to, like, get through the day. And I had, like... Some sort of a release, I feel like. Right. It's helpful. Yeah, but they were just... They would be so encouraging in that, too. And, like, Mm -hmm. how's this going for you? Like, are are you in the Word? Like, are you... Are you doing the things you need to just get through? Because right, right. I, I could have left. I could have left. It was a at it was an at will contract, so I wasn't under a year contract. But I just knew that like, just my personality. If I would have left mid year, it would probably have done a lot more damage than just like somehow trying to figure out how to like stay true to the commitment that I said I would make right. to yeah. the kids and to the school. And so it was basically like. I got to be in survival mode until Mm -hmm. then. And Mm -hmm. yeah, a a lot of things went into it that was just like helpful. But yeah, once just like naming it and and bringing it to the light of like, guys, I know we prayed for this job, but this job is horrible and I hate it and I'm miserable Mm -hmm. and I need you. And Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't turned away. I was like encouraged and I was hugged and I was loved and I was like, and then like I said, I was prayed for and then 
praise the Lord, like made it through that. And I think even after, even after that, it was, there, there was some turning point kind of in the midway year where I, tur- I said, I'm not, I told my administration, I'm not coming back next year. Mm-hmm. I had no plan after this, but I just told them I'm not coming back next year. And then mm-hmm. finding little things that just helped me mentally stay sane. And then just having a group of people around me that was like in my corner and cheering for me, regardless of if I liked my job or not, like yeah, absolutely, yeah. It it just it made it made the second half like just a little more bearable, definitely. And, um, yeah, and it was so hard, but it was like I have a team with me and I have an end date and I can do this. Right. Yeah. When and, you're seen and understood, and you just you feel like people can can empathize with what you're going through and care about that. It really does change from feeling like you're just surviving on your own Mm -hmm. and it's exhausting and struggling for those reasons to like these circumstances still suck. I'm still exhausted and I am still kind of surviving, but at least like I have the support from a group of people who love me and care about me and like want to see me get through this too. Yeah. It's like a whole different way of surviving and it's so much easier that way. Right. And it's, like, it was a true thing of, like, a picture of, like, the Lord's community of, like, weep with those who weep and, like, Mm -hmm. rejoice with those who rejoice. Because they were, I felt like they were there weeping with me. And then, like, when it was done and it was over and, like, was into my next step of, you know, my next career, you know, thing, they were rejoicing with me and, like, Mm -hmm. so rejoicing with me. And and it was like we made it through together. And Mm -hmm. I know my husband was so grateful for the people that were, like, in my life at that time because I don't think he could have... He couldn't bear that alone. Well, yeah. I couldn't bear it alone. Yeah, you needed it, so... Yeah, we're not meant to live on these, like, isolated islands. We're meant to be together. Right. You know, if anything, if COVID's taught us anything, (laughs) I think it's that. Is that, like... Yes. People are just, like, meant to be together. We're created that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell yeah. the listeners a little bit about, like, what you're doing now. So you left you left that job. Yes, um, yes. And you found something that you're amazing at. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so now I uh, I guess the elevator pitch is I run a preschool basketball program. But <laughs> sign up. Yeah, sign up. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it was a crazy journey to get there, and but it's weirdly all my kind of skills and knowledge kind of come together in this yeah, thing. And it my, is perfect. And my love for children, and I'm just happy. I've been doing, I've been running it for three years now, and mm-hmm. so it's a national franchise, and I, I run the Denver Territory and brought it here, and mm-hmm. it's just so fulfilling. It's not, I would not say it's easy. <laughs> yeah. I would not say any job is easy. There's yeah. no perfect job. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm smiling talking about it, but like you've seen me like have really hard times and hard oh, yeah. days and like cry and like yeah. be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I know nothing. Like, mm-hmm. how am I qualified to do this? But, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, it's just it's just a better fit for me. Yes. Um, but also just my circumstances just are better too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more honest with people about how I feel and can tell them if I'm having a hard time. I'm still, I'm mm-hmm. still working on it. I'm not perfect at it by any means, <laughs> but, um, and also my circle has expanded. I just have, I have so much more than just my job. Right. And right. I think, I think even if you're miserable in your job or it's hard, like if that's the only thing you have, that's the only thing you have. Yeah. And what else? I mean, because Netflix mm-hmm. not going to bring you joy. Like mm-hmm. it's going to numb you for a little bit, but yep. like, what's going to bring you like some kind of happiness or satisfaction or relief is like 
talking to your girlfriends or right. like going to do something fun, going to a happy hour right. or yes, yes. <laughs> you know, doing our nails or just it just fun things that we just as girls like to do. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because when your job's just everything, then we, I don't think we're ever meant to put our stock, all of our stock in our job yeah. at all. Yeah, I think absolutely. a lot of people do, mm-hmm. but certainly not everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think my relationship with the Lord has just flourished so much in this time. And then my relationship with people around me and just building deeper relationships and like leaning on other people and loving people. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I've had a huge improvement in my work situation. Yeah, of um, course. I think that's super like notable. Yeah, which is great. And I praise the Lord for that. But even if for some reason things took a turn, like I feel like, and I and I had to go back into teaching music or I had to go do this or that. Like, would it be ideal? No. But mm-hmm. what I find, what I remember, my coping ways and, like, my my people that love me and that are in my corner and that can help me get through hard times, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. now my stock isn't all just in my job. Right. Absolutely. So. Well, that is awesome. Thank you for sharing yeah. all of that. Okay. I think we should talk about your job now <laughs> and the journey that we took together. Yes. On your job. Yes. So um, something a little bit more unique about this episode is that Heather and I both have experienced um, mm-hmm. disliking or hating some of our jobs. Um, you can say hate. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably just go ahead and say hate. <laughs> Do you want to sugarcoat? <laughs> but yeah. Um, for me, thankfully, I had had good community kind of established once I started mm-hmm. this job. Um, and it was just my most recent nursing job. And it was an extreme struggle. Um, it was not the right fit for me in the slightest. And very similar to teaching, it's, you know, nursing is a career where you get little to no thanks, mm-hmm. appreciation, recognition for any of the hard work that you put in. Um, and that can be extremely exhausting. And along with that, nursing is physically demanding. Um, long hours, you're pushing beds around, you're bending over, you're lifting things. And um, I just found that if you're not someone who's like very intrinsically motivated by like the nursing role of, of helping and being just very, very compassionate. And if you don't feel fulfilled by that kind of work, you're just going to burn out so Mm -hmm. fast. And that happened to me in my nursing career. And it was so, so hard. Um, you know, I would wake up every morning, like barely be able to eat breakfast because I just felt sick to my stomach, um, with dread And I would cry probably almost every single day, um, either on my way to work or on my way home. I always felt like I had to unload something when I got home. It was, it was very rare that I had a day where I didn't feel totally burdened by my work. Um, and that was extremely difficult. It was very taxing on my marriage. It was very taxing on my relationships with all of my friends and I'm sure you remember. Um, Heather was there for all of it. Um, you know, it was it was really hard for me because I just, you know, didn't feel myself. I'm normally, like, very energizing yeah. um, and just pretty, pretty happy. I don't know, most of the time. Um, but I wasn't feeling like that. And I felt like I was bringing that baggage into all of my relationships. And it was 
so, so hard. Um, and, you know, as we get into more questions, we can kind of talk through like how community really helped pull me out of it. Um, but, you know, I'm no longer at that job. Um, and a big reason for that is because my community was so encouraging of like, it's okay to leave something that's making you miserable. Yeah. Whereas I felt like I had to stick it out. Um, otherwise, people would see me as lazy or whatever. Um, and so it was people like Heather who would sit with me in that pain um, and the frustration and exhaustion and pray for me, give me all the support that I needed to make it through another day. Um, but also the encouragement to think beyond this job and think about what are my options here? What can I do? And just having that community was everything and so supportive um, for me during that time. So that was kind of my journey with it. Um, and I mean, now I'm just doing this podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, <laughs> so I, I left that job really not knowing what to do. I got yeah. help from a career coach, Kelsey Kemp. Um, you should definitely look her up if you are needing help in this realm at all. But we kind of realized that it would be super helpful for me to do my own thing. That's mm -hmm. very much how I'm wired. I'm super intrinsically motivated, all of these things. Um, and this is the beginning of that. I don't know where it's going to go, but this is the beginning of that journey for me. And I'm really excited about it. But community was everything um, during that time. And I would love to dig in a little bit into like both of our stories and just talk about more specifically how community really helped us um, during that time. So... When you think back to that season of hating your job, what do you remember needing from your friends and community during that time? I think maybe just someone to listen. Right. <laughs> um, and I don't know, maybe I'm just like verbally processing this right now because yeah. I just, I still just always feel like, oh, I can do everything on my own and all that stuff. I still, even now, like going through all that, I still right. find myself in those tendencies. Mm -hmm. But... I didn't need someone to always fix it. I just needed someone to, like, listen sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, I had good people that just, like, listened. And if they if I wanted advice, you know, they would offer it, obviously. But, like, I think just an ear <laughs> to be open. and mm -hmm. um, Because, obviously, like, they're going to have – people are going to have the best advice. Some, some people yeah. will have great advice for you if you truly trust them and, like, you know, value their opinion. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes just being, like – Man, it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> and, acknowledging it. Yeah. It sucks, yeah. Yeah, acknowledging it and just kind of just sitting there with you for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I always, I never was allowed to sit too long in it, you know, but mm -hmm. just like acknowledgement of you're going something really hard and, you yeah. know, that's okay mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's hard and we're here for you. Right, you know? absolutely. I think that was helpful. I will say that too. I just like, I found that that was exactly what I needed from my community. I needed them to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I needed my friends to, to know and care. And um, I needed them to like know how to pray for me or, yeah, or know right. how to like ask how I'm doing and things like that. I found that the people that I wasn't sharing it with um, – those relationships were, like, much more strained during mm -hmm. that time because if there's not an understanding of what you're going through, then there's so much more pressure to be this version of yourself that you just don't feel like you can be right. when yeah. you're exhausted like that. Yes. 
So, um, did you feel like your community was able to support you, um, in that? Like, did you feel like as you shared that they were able to just listen and like validate everything that you were feeling? Oh yeah. And then I just, yeah, I agree with what you say too. of just like letting people in Mm. to know what's going on because it's, because it's one thing to just do your job all day that you don't like and that's draining and exhausting and then needing Mm. to go be with people that, um, that just don't know what's really going on and just feeling like you have to, and I think that's just like societal pressure that puts on us that we need to just kind of, you know, be surface level with the people we don't know as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's right or wrong, but, um, but just having people that were able to know what's really going on. Right. <laughs> and then I could just really just like be myself around yeah. and like not feel like I need to like, come to them and be this perfect person, perfect version of me that I need to be for everybody else. And the strong version of me, mm-hmm. like able to truly just be like exhale or if like, if I need to be quiet that night, I just need to be quiet that night. Right. <laughs> if I cry a little bit, I cry a little bit, you know? And right. I was like, it's, it's a safe, it felt, it felt safe, you know? Right. Exactly. And, and less exhausting. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you just have to clean yourself up after a really hard day, like that's, so exhausting. I know. I know, like, in my job, I, I really had to um, put on, like, a, a happy face all day. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's nursing. Right. <laughs> um, and if I had to, you know, put that on for any reason at the end of the day, spending time um, with people that I, I didn't have an open and honest relationship with, like, that was so straining. Yeah. It was so exhausting. But the difference between that and being able to spend time with people that... I was honest with, um, was like night and day. It was, it would be a relief to spend time with people rather than more of an exhausting. Right. No, I remember like nights you'd come over and we would just like, we're like, we're just watching a movie (laughs) and we're in our pajamas and that's, that's okay. You know? And although it's like, I wasn't in the same season as you, like Mm -hmm. I was happy to sit there with you and like do that, you know, or something. I remember you were like, you would text me sometimes like, can we just coexist? I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) Love a good coexisting. Yeah. It's just come over and you'd sit on my couch and I'd be doing whatever I needed to do. And like, we were just there together and like, Mm -hmm. And that, I think that's just, that's a special kind of friendship if you can be on that level. Yeah. And of just say, like, I kind of just need to be around a friend. Like, I don't want to talk. And I just want you to do what you're doing. I want you to do what I'm doing. Like, let's just be together. Yeah. So I guess you could say, like, something that, like, both of us found that we needed from our communities during this time was to, like, show up in ways that we kind of specifically needed at times. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't always need a group of girls to have fun. Like sometimes you just need like almost not complete silence. That's kind of weird. (laughs) But sometimes you just need a movie on Mm -hmm. and your friend doing work on their laptop while you just get to sit there and just feel the comfort of a friend without any pressure to do anything else. Right. And I think, I I don't think a lot of people have like those friendships, honestly, Mm -hmm. which is hard. And, And those friendships come from, I think, a lot of different things, but, like, I think, obviously, like, feeling comfortable with each other, but, like, yeah. like kind of naming, like, are, are you that friend to me? Like, can we yeah. can we be that kind of friend, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, feel comfortable to do that? And it takes time to, like, I think, develop that kind of friendship. Yeah, but exactly. I think the more honest you can be with people that are around you and your friends and, mm-hmm. and the person that you can kind of see being that support person, because it's, it's, it's always going to be a season, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it could be a long season. It could be a short season, but... Um, you know, and then your friend will be back to the, to the way they are. But right, like, right. if you can find a friend and be honest with them and be like, 
can you be this friend for me in this season? Or Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know, just start sharing, I guess, your hard things and like see who's like really there. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's, I think a lot of people don't have that kind of friendship. And I don't know if it's because it's just hard, hard to be honest in that way Mm -hmm. with people and go super deep with people. Um, and cause a lot of that time takes, you know, it takes to build up that mm-hmm. to that, but yeah, I think the sooner we can be honest with the people in our life, oh, yeah. the better everything is mm-hmm. like the deeper the friendship will be, um, the better quality of support like you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. I would definitely like agree with that, that honesty like expedites that closeness mm-hmm. in a yeah. friendship. Cause and, you know, we, Heather and I, we've been friends for I don't know, a couple years now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and our close our friendship is closer than it's, you know, probably ever been now. <laughs> Both pregnant, like <laughs> going through all the things. <laughs> but even at that time, you know, we had probably only been friends for maybe a little over a year or something. Um, but like that brought us closer together mm-hmm. because I chose to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and I right. think our relationship, our friendship took off pretty quickly and mm-hmm. became um, you know, it changed from being acquaintances and our husbands yeah. being friends to like we're actually really good friends which is funny because remember when we were like we did, when we first met each other we were like i don't know if we'll be i was like i don't have anything in common yeah we didn't think we were friends <laughs> like we would be friends and then now here we are yeah and i think you know what opened that opportunity up for us was was just the ability to be honest with each other yeah yeah honesty and friendships is just so important and i know you were saying some things that have kept you from being honest in your friendships is like this desire to appear perfect mm-hmm. or just without flaw. You don't want people to know like the mess that's going on in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember during my season, especially when I was like really trying to decide if I was going to leave, if I was just going to keep sticking this out. Um, the things that were hardest for me to be honest about was that I was so nervous if I was, you know, telling people that I was considering quitting. I was so nervous that people were going to think that I was just a quitter, that I didn't know how to work hard, mm-hmm. um, or that I was spoiled or something. Um, but, you know, similar to what you were saying, when you were honest with your friends, and rather than meeting you with this response of like, wait, this is what we prayed for. I thought this is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um My friends met me with the same encouragement that you received in that time of like, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. Um, And yeah, let's pray for you to find something better or to be able to make it through this time or whatever it is. But I remember just feeling so encouraged that I I wasn't lazy. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. mean that I didn't know how to work hard and things like that. And it was friends like you who really allowed me to even start truly considering the idea of leaving and finding something that was going to be a much better fit for me. Because I could just get past like those lies that were telling me that I just couldn't work hard. Um, I just just didn't know how to do it. And that's what this was really all about. Not this not being a good fit. Exactly. Those are all just lies. They're lies that when we don't say the things out loud that Mm -hmm. we're thinking and we don't say our struggles like then the devil has our ear and can say anything and our minds can go anywhere and we have control of our thoughts you know but when you're when you just feel out of control and like you can't even like get your thoughts together like 
man, that's easy to hear things that are not true. And that's easy. Oh, to, yes. And when your confidence is down, all that stuff, it's, mm-hmm. that's why it's so, it's so bad to be in isolation, especially in times like that, where you're just hearing yeah. things that are just wrong. And you're just, you're just making up things that people are saying. Right. Exactly. And they're not thinking it and they're not saying it. And mm-hmm. I mean, if they are thinking and saying it, then that's so rude. <laughs> They're probably not your friend. They're probably not your friend. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's so freeing once you can be honest. You find that the people in your life that you can generally trust and who you feel very loved by are are going to meet you Mm -hmm. with um, that encouragement that you need. And they're going to recognize you as someone that, like, they respect and love in their life. You know, they're not going to shame you for, like, having a hard time while going through your job. Right. You're just so run down in that time anyway, too, and just, like, mentally and physically Mm -hmm. exhausted. Like, there's no way you can see yourself clearly. Right. You need your other people to, like, tell you what they see. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's a completely different person that the people see from the outside. Right. And, like, you you are a lot strong. Like, people can see how much stronger you are than you can see Mm -hmm. how strong you are. Yeah, I mean, I remember just feeling so weak and, like, such a burden and, like, no one possibly wanted to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard because I am someone who really feeds off of um, spending time with my friends. It gives me a lot of energy. And I felt like every time I was putting myself out there, it was out of trust that, like, my friends did love me and they did still want to spend time with me, even though I was in this place where I knew I wasn't feeling or acting yeah. myself. But... When I did that, when I chose to spend time with my friends in the midst of feeling this way, I was always met with with exactly what I needed from my friends. Right. And I I don't know what I would have done without it. You know. Well, I think you did you did a good job too. I I think the way we're different of that too is like you get so energized by other people, and I mm-hmm. honestly can sometimes can be exhausted. So yeah. I could, I could have I found myself kind of retreating a lot. Right. And trying to like kind of be in on myself because I just was so exhausted. I was afraid if I spent any extra energy with people it would really be exhausting but I think you did a good job of like saying I need people and like I'm you were you named it you're like I'm energized by being with my friends and you would and you were honest and you were like can we just go get our nails done or can Mm -hmm. we do this and that and and you asked for what you needed to which I think is a good thing yeah Um, it was helpful yeah because and and you know and then then in in return your friends you know that are walking with you you need to be like yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's go do that you know but you you were able to name what you need and that could be different for people you know yeah for sure like I said like even and then sometimes where it's just like can we just come over and you know sit on the couch together Mm -hmm. while we like we said we were you know coexisting but Mm -hmm. and sometimes you said that too but I think you being honest and, and saying what you need helped me as a friend, too, of just yes. be like, yeah, I want to be there for you. Like, mm-hmm. let's go on a walk. Let's go get our nails done. Um, yes. Let's just go grab a coffee. Or, I think that was helpful for me as a friend walking through with that with you, too. Mm-hmm. But, again, there's just a, that, like, trust and honesty that we had with each other. Right. Um, that's so important that you could, you could actually name that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think you did a good job of telling me as the, as the support friend in that time, you know, and at some point, yeah, I know you'll be my support friend. Yeah. Probably when this baby pops out, <laughs> you'll be my support friend until your baby pops out, then I'll be yours again. <laughs> we'll take turns. And, uh, but that's just what a friendship is. I feel like it cycles mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, it's good, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think just naming what you need for the support friend is also mm-hmm. really, really helpful for the support friend. Yes, exactly. Because I can't read your mind. Yes. And you can't read my mind. Yeah. 
well, thank you for telling me I did a good job with yeah. that. It was hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to ask for what you need because, you know, I am afraid of appearing needy mm-hmm. or annoying or too much or all of those things. But um, you would say that too. Yep. You, would, you were honest <laughs> and you were like, I feel like I'm being this way. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't perceive that. Yeah. I'm still here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Yes. So, I mean, it was such a release um, to be honest about what I needed, how I was feeling about asking for what I needed, Mm -hmm. and just to be met with all of that love and support that you need from your friends. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to end the podcast with talking about, you know, practical advice to give to someone who's currently hating their job, whose community is suffering. And I would go ahead and just tie these two things together. Like, like you were saying, identify what you need. And like, we have very different personalities. What you needed on a Friday night, maybe very different from what I needed mm-hmm. on a Friday night. Um, and that can also be very unpredictable, even with your known personality. I know mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert, but it was unpredictable. There were some times where I, if I sat and was like, what do I really need? I was surprised by like, I don't need to spend time with friends tonight. Yeah, I yeah. actually need alone time. Um, so I would definitely say prioritize Like, no distractions. Just allow yourself to sit with those uncomfortable, sad, difficult thoughts and figure out, what do I need right now Mm -hmm. from a friend, from community? If you don't have a friend, find a coworker that you trust. I know for me, once I was able to share with a couple of my most trusted coworkers how I felt, it really did create a better environment for me at work as well. Yeah, I definitely had that coworker too that was just like... We kind of feel the same and we mm-hmm. kind of can talk about it. And yeah, it's definitely saving grace. There's there's saving grace people at work too. Right. And don't be dumb with who you choose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, be honest with. But I remember feeling shocked at how supportive my friends were because um, my friends at work did enjoy that job. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. I was very happy for them. But they were also so understanding of me not enjoying it and they weren't going to go around and tell people they were just there to support me so that would be mine what would your practical advice be yeah I think I don't know maybe like a trying to do some like before work maybe of just like investing in community or investing in that friend right that would that could be there for you in a hard time or go ahead and be that friend for someone else yes so then you're building that trust and that honesty so when like it's inevitably like our lives are we go through so many different seasons and and unfortunately they're not all going to be good Mm -hmm. whether it's job or family or life or you know other friendships Mm -hmm. um you know, grief or just anything. Like, you want to have those people that you're going to walk through that with. Right. And so I think, like, finding those people as soon as you can, whether you're moving to a new city or mm-hmm. whether you're kind of just, like, you're out of college and you're starting, you know, fresh, trying to figure out stuff. Because um, it's not it's not just going to always be your job. There's going to be always things that are going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think finding that group first is really important. Right. And like like you said, like maybe just being the one to go first too of just being mm-hmm. honest with a friend and being like, I, I kind of see our friendship this way. I kind of see you as like yeah. someone I can walk through stuff with. Like, a little DTR. <laughs> right, yeah, a little DTR. And um, and that feels weird. And that definitely feels like not normal mm-hmm. <laughs> in this day and age. Very formal. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's, I don't know. There's just so much beauty and just honesty. Mm-hmm. And I know we've said that like a bajillion times, but right. it's true. And then I think, yeah, just maybe being the friend too that 
like going first and like being that supportive friend to that person that you really, really love. And like, Mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, just walking, walking through like that hard time with you obviously brought us really close together. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, I think allowed me to be like honest with you too, which took, takes me sometimes a lot longer in in friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think walking through that with a friend, too, is just like, I don't know, you just get to see kind of the whole progression and, like, watch what the Lord's doing in their life and, like, pray mm-hmm. with them. It's a really special it's a really special thing to, like, see your friend yeah. come through that on the other side, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, like, allowing people as soon as you can, like, in on your life mm-hmm. helps kind of set you up for when things might go wrong or be bad, yeah. which we don't want to just be like, oh, my gosh, well, in the future, things will always be bad. Yeah. But, they just will be. We're in a broken world, yeah. and we're in a fallen world that is sinful, and bad things happen, mm-hmm. um, and our emotions can take a toll, and so we just need those people. But then I think, right. like, being willing to be the other, the person on the other side, too, yeah, is absolutely. really important. For yeah. sure. I, I love that. I love that way of looking at it. Um, even even if you're struggling in your job and you feel exhausted to continue yeah focusing on ways that you can be supportive and loving and encouraging to the people around you too that'll also help pull you outside of your situation yeah and allow you to remember how much more is going on in your life how much of a purpose and an impact that you carry with you everywhere mm-hmm. that you go and take you out of like the melodrama <laughs> that is happening inside yeah. it's it is and relieving. Then, and, but it could look different. Like, if you're in a bad season, and but you're also trying to be, like, a good friend, like, you might need to be the, the B-team support for, for the For sure. Friend, you know? And yes. that's okay, too. And that's okay to name, too. Like, mm-hmm. like I love you. I want to be here for you. But I might need to team up with another friend on this, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, let's help you together and stuff. Yeah, and, cause absolutely. Because I got my stuff I'm going through, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, like, that's important, too, like. You don't have to feel like, oh, I'm having such a hard time. Someone's helping me out so much here. Mm-hmm. And now i got to help someone out the exact same way over here. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just, you just don't humanly have the capacity Right. For that. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. Just grace upon grace <laughs> on you, on your friend, on your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and their friends, too. Yeah. And their friends, too. <laughs> so. Yes. Well, I love that. Um, I feel really encouraged by this conversation. I just think everybody especially in their 20s is probably going to have a job that they're super oh my gosh yeah. super unhappy in if you um, don't please tell me about it <laughs> yeah. i mean i want to hear about your tell us I, what dude, you did it's amazing i want to i would love to hear <laughs> yeah um and yeah if if you're not hating your job you probably know someone who is so i hope that this episode has been really encouraging for anyone and everyone who's been listening and just know that Um, if you are the person who is currently hating their job, there is so much hope, um, in the midst of that season Mm -hmm. through your community. And there's also hope on the other side of it. Um, there, there are plans for you. There is a path for you and there is hope, um, for your circumstances to get better. Like Heather and I are living testaments of that. Mm -hmm. It's a super hard season. You're going to make it through. You're going to be okay. Yes. Everything's a season. Yes. Everything's a season. I love that. We are rooting for you. And that's about it. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I hope you loved the episode and that you feel encouraged about community. 
If you enjoyed listening, please rate the podcast and leave a review. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Tori.let'sBeFriends for updates, behind the scenes content, and a community of its own. I hope you have the best week and I will see you next time.